Welcome back to the Grand Valley Church Podcast, a community of faith in Brandon, Manitoba. We hope this message helps you meet Jesus and grow in faith. Good morning, everyone. If you are the under the age of 10, can you say hello? Hello. I wanted to invite you guys, if you classify as a kid and you are here in grown-up church with us this morning, if you would like to come sit in the front row, there's space over here and there's space next to Mac. If your parents say it's okay, you can come sit in the front row. But I got to tell you, if you're in the front row, all of the adults will be able to see you if you're not sitting still. So you are welcome to come up. I would love to have you guys come up here. How many of you guys have sat through big have sat through grown up church before? Have you guys done it before? Now, how many of you have had to answer questions while you were in grown up church before? You guys? Oh, good. I am glad we have people with experience. Olivia, do you want to sit over here? You can. We can find space. Okay, you don't have to. You're pretty close to the front anyway. Oh, yes. If you've got snacks, probably. All right. I'm going to be asking you guys questions. If you guys have answers already and I didn't even ask questions? Oh, okay, you're going to wait till I ask questions. All right. Who knows what New Year's is? New Year's Eve. Have you heard of it? No. no? Aurora. Oh, Mac, do you have your mic still? Aurora, what's New Year's? After Christmas. After Christmas, we have New Year's. Do you know what it is? Oh, the Jewishman and the Christmas. I didn't quite catch that, buddy. Does anyone else know what New Year's is? There is a day. There's New Year's Day, and that is when the year changes. On New Year's Eve, the year is. Does anyone know what the year is right now? What's the year? 2018. 2018. And on Tuesday, does anyone know what the year is going to be? 2019. 2019. Good job. Man, I wish I had treats or something to give you guys because you guys are awesome at answering questions. All right. So did you know that we like to have a party to celebrate New Year's Eve and New Year's Day? Yes. Because we love new things. Who here loves new things? You guys love new things? Any adults? Do you like new things? Even fresh sheets? I love good fresh sheets. We all love new things, and we all love fresh starts. And kids, you may not know this, but lots of adults like to make New Year's resolutions. And they are things that they like to say, hey, in this new year, this is the way I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do to make my life in 2019 extra awesome. Hey, guys, no pushing, okay? If you, here, here's the deal. I'm really excited to have you guys in the front, and I'm excited to ask you questions. But if you push and you stand up and you get noisy, you'll have to go back and sit with your parents, okay? So I'd like you to stay and no pushing and no fighting, okay? Thanks. All right. So we all love new things. We love... Um, the freshness of it. Even a new journal, you open it up and it's just crisp and nice if you still use paper. Maybe some of you don't. But we love new things. Maybe a new phone. We just love the newness of it. Oh, I just realized I've got slides too, guys. We'll see how much I can handle a mic and kids and (laughs) 
and my slides. We all love fresh starts. And the new year is a time that we start thinking about fresh starts and we start planning our fresh start and we get excited about it. And as I was thinking about the fresh starts in our lives that we like to pursue, that we like to create, I started to wonder, do we love fresh starts? Oh, I don't have my slide there. Do we love fresh starts for what they offer or what they hide? I love getting a new phone because it doesn't have any chips anymore. I drop my phone all the time. And if you look at this one right now, oh, wrong pocket. If you look at the phone I have right now, the case is a little worn. My contract is up this month, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so it's had two years of life, and it has lots of imperfections on it. Do any of you guys have anything that you've had for a long time that gets a little beat up? You have anything old? Yeah? What do you, what do you have that's old? Um, I have... Any old toys? Uh, just one. Just one old toy? Oh, okay. What about you? Do you have any old toys? I have dolls. You have dolls? Yes. Um, so we sometimes have old things, and we love getting new things. And sometimes it's because we just want something to look perfect. We don't want to have the imperfections anymore. We don't want to think about the mistakes that we might have made when we're talking about our lives. We love clean slates and fresh starts. And God has given us the ultimate fresh start. We just had Christmas where we celebrated the fact that God sent Jesus down as a baby for us to repair our relationship with him. What do you kids know about Jesus? Aurora, do you know something about Jesus? He died on the cross. He died on the cross. Do you guys know what happened when he died on the cross? What happened to us, for us, when he died on the cross? Do you know? You don't know? I'm going to tell you. Oh, you guys know? I. I forgot. You forgot? Do you know? It connected our relationship with God. It I. did. High five, buddy. That's right where I was going. <laughs> we got a fresh start with God. We got a fresh start in our relationship with him and a fresh start in our relationship with each other. And we are told uh, in Corinthians, Paul wrote, uh, and he said, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. There is something new and fresh that God has for us. We don't need to be trapped by shame. We don't need to be trapped by our mistakes. We don't need to be the old person. There is something that God has for us where we can be new. And we all love being new. In fact, not only can we be new, Jesus told us that we needed to be. There is a story in the Bible about a uh, man named Nicodemus. Have any of the kids heard of Nicodemus before? No, you haven't heard of Nicodemus? He was a Jewish teacher. Lots of people listened to him. He was a Pharisee, and people thought that he was very smart. And he went to Jesus, and he said, Teacher? He called him rabbi, but that's kind of like saying teacher. Do you guys ever call your teacher teacher? Yes. 
Yeah, that's what he did. He said, teacher, we all know that God sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Do you guys know what a miracle is? Yes. What's a miracle? Magic. Not quite magic. What's a miracle? It's something that you never really expected, and it's, like, really good. It's really good. It's something. Did you have an answer, too? No? A miracle is something that would not be able to happen without God. So when Jesus came, he did things that would not be able to happen if he didn't have God with him. And so this Nicodemus, he came and said, Jesus, teacher, I know that God is with you because of the amazing things that you have done. God has sent you to teach us. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Does anyone know how you can be born again? How can you be born again? Um, I forget. You forget? How can you be born By again? By changing your life and going God's way instead of your way. That is true. There is something that happens... When we accept God, and not only do we have a body that has been born, because you guys grew in your mommy's tummy, right? And then you were born. I'll get you in a minute, buddy. But we need to be alive spiritually, and that is the new start that God offers us. Now, I don't think any of us are perfect, even those of us who are Christians. Who here is perfect? We got some kids who are perfect. Oh, my four-year-old says he's perfect. <laughs> are you perfect, buddy? <laughs> Maybe not. I'm not perfect. Are you perfect? You had something you wanted to say? You're just nodding? Okay. All right. We're not perfect, but we've been united with God. When we say that we want to have the life that God for, ha, want, has for us, when we say we want to have a fresh start with God, something is born inside of us. We get a new spirit, something that is alive to God, something that can hear God's voice, something that can grow. But we like new things. We like perfect things. And as we grow, we are unfortunately not perfect the whole time. We still have flaws. And when our imperfections pop up after the new life, the fresh start that God has had for us, a lot of the time, we don't like it. We think it mars the beauty of our new life and it messes up our fresh start And sometimes we can get too dwell, we dwell on it too much and we just ask for a new fresh start. Who here has ever messed up on a picture? You're coloring a picture and then it doesn't go the way you want. Oh, it's frustrating, isn't it? 
And then what do you want to do when you mess up on your picture? We fix it. You want to fix it? Does anyone ever want a new piece of paper? Yeah. Just start over? Sometimes, as we grow up, I think even adults, they think the same thing with their life. They're doing it, they're doing it, they're coloring, they're coloring, and then they think, shoot, that's not what I wanted to do. I wish I could just start over. I want a button. And sometimes when we're trying to grow with God, we mess up. And we think, shoot, I didn't want to do that. God, can you start me over? Can I go back to the very beginning and try this whole thing again? Which seems great because we like new things, right? We already said that we like new things. The problem is that if we're always something new, we can't grow into something great. What is the tallest tree anyone has ever seen? Can you guys pretend to be a super tall tree? Can you be as tall as a tree you've seen? That's pretty tall. Did you know that some trees can grow to be 600 years old? That is very old. There might even be some older than that, but when I was researching oak trees, okay, you guys can stop being trees. You are great trees. You could sit down now. So when I was researching trees, they were telling me that oak trees can grow to be 600 years old. And do you know how they start? How do they start? Does anyone know how an oak tree starts? A seed. A seed. Do you know what an oak tree's seed is called? No. You might have collected them before. What do you think it is? Um, an apple. An apple will grow apple trees. That's pretty good. What do you think it is? Pine cones. Pine cones also, I think, are pine cones seeds? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I've never... Acorns, that's right. A little acorn can grow a tree that it can be, get to 600 years old. And that's a normal thing. But if we were just in love with the tiny little life that an acorn brought us, And we thought, oh, look how new and fresh, how unmarred by life, how precious. If we were in love with that, and every time it got to a certain size, and we thought, oh, no, that branch went the wrong direction, start over, get a new acorn, put it in there, a tree would never become what it could be. And I'm going to skip ahead. That tree is an oak tree. It started with a tiny little acorn. And I want to tell you a secret. When God sent Jesus to repair our relationship with him and with each other, he did that so that a new life could start in us and we could grow. And I want to encourage you, kids, you're probably pretty excited that you're growing right now, right? Who wants to be a grown-up? No grown-ups have raised their hands. (laughs) We are all growing, and we need to grow. I'm going to check our time here. But sometimes we allow our desire for perfection to paralyze us and stop us from growing. 
I grew up in the church. And it took me a long time. I think I was 18. It may have been just before my 18th birthday. But it wasn't until right around my 18th birthday that I decided to get baptized. And that was because I was viewing it as a commitment to be perfect and always be doing what God wanted me to do. And I wasn't ready for that commitment yet. And I was thinking of it that way instead of thinking of it as a celebration of the fact that God has done something in me. He's lit something up. And I want to know what he wants. And I want to grow. And because I was so focused on once I officially became a Christian, even though I already was one, I figured once I did that, I had to be so perfect that I kept putting it off. And being focused on making sure that I kept a clean slate, it robbed me of what I was supposed to be pursuing with God. When we think of a mighty oak tree, it has grown past the incredible, fragile stage and has become something magnificent. We don't need to ask God to reboot our life when it turns out we're imperfect. We don't need to ask God to start everything over all the time when we mess up. But we can ask him to help us to grow. When we make mistakes, we can say, God, I don't know what to do here. Can you show me how to grow in this area? Now, growing is not always easy. Did you kids know that sometimes when you grow as a kid, it can hurt? There's something called growing pains, and sometimes your legs just hurt because they're growing so fast? Yeah. Yeah. That's happened to you before? Yes. Growing is not always easy. It's not easy as a kid with your body, but it's not always easy when you're doing it in your spirit too, when your new life is growing. But even though it might mean that we have to persevere or be humble or all kinds of other things, God, because this is what he wants for us, he will give us what we need to actually grow. A lot of growth happens in between being a little acorn and becoming a great big tree like that. And there are threats to our growth. And there is a role that we have to play in actually pursuing the new life. Jesus liked to tell lots of stories. They were called parables. And he told this one one time about a farmer He said, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across the field, some of the seed fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, so it grew really fast. But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. That would be any plant I try to grow in my house. Another seed fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants so they produced no grain. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. I forgot to switch that, sorry guys. 
The disciples didn't understand this. They understood farming, because that was a common thing there. A lot of Jesus' parables have to do with farming and seeds and wheat. But they didn't understand what it meant. So they went to Jesus and said, what does this mean? And he explained it to them. He said, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents the others who hear God's words, but too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much has been planted. Frequently, this parable is used to kind of explain that if you tell people the good news of what Jesus has done, some people will accept it readily, some people won't get it, some people will grow, and it's kind of like, you know, we have no control over what happens when we tell someone. But we do have control over the growth in our own lives. And a lot of the things that are mentioned here, they are threats to our our growth. And instead of pursuing fresh starts with God, we need to actually pursuing growth where we can, can become something mighty, something impressive. Not to be impressive, but that, because that's what we are meant to be. And when we are not considering the worries of this life or the lure of wealth or the desire for other things or when bad things happen and we freak out and decide that this can't be okay. Hey, buddy. This is Sterling, everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did you hurt your Oh, you hurt your sock. He's got a hole in his sock, buddy. It's not new anymore. It needs to be shiny maybe. Um, so, can you go sit down, buddy, next to Aurora? There are things that can hinder our growth. And instead of thinking anytime anything bad happens, oh, we need to start over. I am proposing I am suggesting, I am saying it's laid out in scripture that instead we need to say, God, how do I grow past this? If we experience persecution or hard times and we start struggling, instead of thinking, hey, maybe this struggle means that this is not okay, we say, God, help me grow through this. If we start worrying about things in our life, if we become concerned with our finances and we start thinking, but we're like, I don't know, I don't know, maybe I should be focused on this. And with a point where we start to wonder which way we're going, we need to say, God, help me grow through this. I want to encourage you today, don't just embrace a fresh start. God has given us the best fresh start we could ever have. The old has fallen away. That is what Paul told us. But don't just embrace the fresh start. Embrace growth. Pursue growth. Pursue God. We have been given the grace, freedom, and power to grow. 
to have life that doesn't just continue to be a tiny little thing, but becomes something amazing when we are plugged into God. got a couple things. So I told you to grow, <laughs> uh, which is, can be very vague, right? What does that actually mean? So I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to, I've never actually turned one of those off now, but I just did. And I'm going to put it here. First, the action step If you haven't experienced the fresh start that God has for us, and you are intrigued, I would encourage you to fill out one of these, and you can either write on it, if you want to dedicate your life to Jesus, you can check that off, and we would love to give you some resources to help you start off the growth there. Or, I mentioned baptism, if you want to, if you think that maybe baptism is your next step, you can do the same thing, fill it off, and on the back of the card you can check it off. If you didn't get one of these on the way in, we have these other cards that are by our black uh, boxes by the door, and you can fill that out. And if there's anything there that you can't check off what you wanted to say, leave a note. Because wherever you are, Pastor Brian and I would love to equip you to grow the way that you need to. So if you want to pursue a fresh start, if you want to pursue a declaration of the fresh start that you have had, fill these out and we will help you with that. If you feel blocked, if you want to grow, if this sounds like a good thing to you, but you don't know how to do it or you feel like there's something in the way and you'd love it to not be there, but you don't know what it is even, once again, we want to help. So you can fill out this card and just say that you want to have coffee with a pastor and we will meet with you and we will pray with you and we want to help you get where God wants you to be. If none of those fit and you still feel like you need to grow, which I hope is any of you, because even myself, I feel like I want to be keep growing, I do have some suggestions for you of what you can do. If you have grown up in church, it may seem very basic because you might have heard the song. Um, oh, no, I'm forgetting it, but someone remember it. Uh, read your Bible and pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible and pray every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. It's very true. And it's nice they made a little pithy song about it. Um, and so I would encourage you, if you want to grow um, in the new year or just in general, I would suggest that you start reading scripture daily. And if you look on the YouVersion app on our live event, which I have not been referring to, uh, I do have a book of, uh, something from the book of John that you could look at, um, a reading plan that you could do. Um, and this actually reminded me of something I was going to mention before. When we are growing, we need a good foundation. And whenever I think of having a good foundation for growth in the faith, I think of someone I consider to be a matriarch uh, of my faith. She's, you could just say that she was a little old lady in the church that I grew up in, um, but she did have a profound effect on my faith. 
And some of them were just from little stories that she told. And she once told me about when she became a new Christian. Someone gave her a sheet of a hundred scriptures you should read when you become a new Christian. And I guess she was a little bit of an overachiever because she memorized them all. And when I spoke to her, she still had them memorized. And I don't think it's a coincidence that as soon as her fresh start happened, she started pursuing growth and a firm foundation. And then decades later, she is one of the people that I look to and think that was massive faith. When we are in scripture, when we pursue God by praying, when we pursue being plugged into him, growth happens. And I know that our lives are busy, and I know that we think we don't have the time. But if we don't grow, we can be squashed so easy. I've looked at a lot of pictures of little seedlings like that. And then I think of the drought or the floods or someone with a lawnmower. (laughs) Who could end that little life? But if that little seedling gets love and care and the right water and the right heat and has the right kind of soil, it grows into something massive. And God has given us new life and he wants to breathe continual life into us. He wants us to grow. And it's up to us to make sure that we have the right foundation, that we are getting the right water, that we are giving him the opportunity to pour into us. So I encourage you, this week, in coming weeks, this year, for the rest of your life, if you want to be more than just a blank piece of paper or a tiny little seedling, pursue God. Pursue his words in scripture and through praying. And pursue relationships of other people who will help you grow. And together, we could become an amazing forest who produces so much more than was poured into us initially. I'm going to close in prayer. Father, thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for the past year that we have had, whether it has been good or bad or mediocre. Thank you for the fact that even when we didn't know you were there, you were there. I pray that in the coming year, we would be more intentional to look to you. We would be more intentional to be plugged into you and pursuing you. And thank you for the fact that you promise that when we pursue you, you will draw close to us. Thank you for all that you have for us. Give us the perseverance to continue after the more that you have for us pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope this message helped you to take the next step in your faith journey. If you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us Sundays at 11 a.m. You can find out more about us by going to mygrandvalley.ca.